ICO Executive Director meets with Panama Ambassador to the UK. The International Coffee Organization's Executive Director, Venusia Nogueira, met with Her Excellency, Natalia Royo de Hageman, Ambassador of Panama, on 14 July, to discuss the challenges facing the coffee sector globally, as well as with specific reference to the Panamanian sector. During the meeting, they discussed a range of issues under consideration, and the importance of achieving meaningful outcomes, in particular regarding the next steps of the International Coffee Agreement 2022. The ICO Executive Director reiterated strong support for implementing potential joint activities with the specialty coffee segment, involving producers from Panama, who to this day, produce the most expensive coffees in the world. Ms Noguera also highlighted the ICO's approach, whereby new regulations and due diligence are used to manage current and future challenges and opportunities affecting the sector. Finally, Her Excellency, Ms Royo de Hageman, and Ms Noguera, underlined the importance of maintaining positive and productive negotiations in order to identify practical solutions that strengthen Panama's engagement with the ICO. Percent Arabica in China seeks $300 million investment at $1.2 billion valuation. Lucky Ace International Limited, the exclusive franchise holder of the Japanese coffee store Percent Arabica in Greater China, is aiming to raise $300 million to fund its expansion, and has reached out to possible investors for the round, according to a Bloomberg report. Lucky Ace was valued at $800 million to $900 million in its last funding round, Bloomberg sources confirmed. The sources added that discussions are still underway and that the projected funding size and valuation could change. Pacific Alliance Group, one of Percent Arabica's investors, declined to comment and the coffee chain did not reply immediately to requests for comment via email and its website. General Atlantic is also one of the company's backers, among other private equity investors. According to Percent Arabica's China website, the Gourmet Coffee Company entered China in 2017 by opening two stores in Hong Kong, before launching in Shanghai the following year. The website shows that there are 61 outlets across the country. In a country that is dominated by tea drinkers, coffee remains a niche drink in China, as reported by Bloomberg intelligence analysts Angela Hon Lee and Kai Lin Chu in April. The country's annual consumption is only 5.3 cups per capita, compared with 51.1 cups for the rest of Asia-Pacific. Apart from Percent Arabica, Japanese coffee brand Doter Coffee also entered the China market and opened its first shop in Shanghai in August 2018. The coffee roasting and franchising company is known for its affordable trademark drip coffee, sandwiches, and crepe. Bartox reported that the founder of Percent Arabica, Kenneth Shoji, was able to fulfill his goal of opening the coffee shop's first-ever branch in the United States on June 11, 2021. The hit Japanese coffee chain is also known for being a concept store, one of which is its branch in Abu Dhabi at Capital Marina's Mall. It is the first UAE branch to offer the Percent Arabica kiosk, whose pods have been in development for years. In a Bloomberg News report in October, Shanghai-based Manor Coffee, backed by ByteDance Ltd., the owners of TikTok, 
and a venture arm of food delivery giant Meat One, is eyeing an initial public offering in Hong Kong that could raise at least $300 million. Much of the people's awareness of coffee in China can be attributed to Starbucks Corporation and Luckin Coffee Incorporated, which have over 5,000 and 6,000 locations respectively, but while the big chains may have driven the coffee drinking culture, young Chinese want more Instagrammable specialty coffee and are turning to boutiques, including the upmarket percent Arabica. UK's Iron and Fire Roasters accelerates growth with trade website. Specialty coffee roaster Iron and Fire, which has seen its wholesale and trade business double in the past year, today unveils a new dedicated wholesale website to support its trade customers, in ways that go above and beyond simply placing an order for coffee. Founded in 2014 by lifelong coffee lover Kevin Burrows, Shropshire-based Iron and Fire now boasts over 300 trade customers that span the length and breadth of the UK, from Inverness to Brighton. As well as coffee shops, pub chains, and restaurants, Iron and Fire also supplies garden centres, hotels, and other venues. With rapid growth since the reopening of the hospitality sector, it became obvious that there was an opportunity to improve ordering efficiency for busy coffee shops and other establishments. The new site was designed with this in mind, providing a one-stop shop for all coffee needs. In just a few clicks, customers can have their coffee speeding its way across the country, and ready to be served the next day. Our existing site had been in place since 2018, and although it served our trade customers well, we saw an opportunity to make the ordering process even more flexible and faster for this growing part of our overall business. Daily interactions with those who run independent coffee shops mean we understand just how busy they are and how many different tasks that they're juggling. Our new site has been designed to lessen the burden of coffee ordering for those customers, whilst also providing them with value-added services, said Joanna de Reich, Director, Iron and Fire. Iron and Fire's trade customers now benefit from a much cleaner and more intuitive experience that allows them to quickly view all their orders in one clear dashboard, where quick buy and buy again functions allow for quick one-off purchases, as well as management of recurring weekly, fortnightly, or monthly orders. Barista training has long been a core component of Iron and Fire's overall offer to its trade customers, and is complemented by a suite of online video training courses, acknowledging the changes driven by the pandemic. This will help customers that are new to the industry, as well as existing customers who wish to refine the knowledge and skills of their staff. This is a win-win because ultimately, both us and the customer want to serve the best coffee possible. Good coffee equals customer retention and increased average spend, both of which have a direct correlation with profit, said Joanna de Reich, Director, Iron and Fire. Meanwhile, for prospective customers, the new website offers clear information about how Iron and Fire can support from initial business setup, through design and layout of a coffee shop, the appropriate equipment to use, and how often to carry out service and maintenance. Coffee machine purchasing and hiring are also integral to the site. With customers becoming more discerning, the demand for speciality coffee has increased in recent years in the UK, and with that, has come the need to provide a standout service to all our trade customers. We wanted this site to be among the best in the sector, and we're confident we've delivered that. Indeed, our customers are already commenting not only on how it makes their jobs easier, but also on how accurately the site conveys our unique blend of science and art, 
which goes into the coffee we roast. It would be remiss, however, to ignore the benefits that this new site affords to us as a rapidly growing business. The ability that our customers now have to manage their regular orders, put them on a temporary hold, or make additional orders all from their own dashboard without having to liaise directly with us, is driving a level of automation and streamlining, which reduces unnecessary admin, allowing us to focus on what we do best, coffee, said Joanna de Reich, director, iron and fire. Cupfee and Bula to increase edible cup production. According to a report from the United Nations Environment Programme, humans produce 400 million tonnes of plastic yearly. About 36% of which, is used as plastic packaging for food and beverage products. More specifically, we throw away around 50 billion coffee cups per year. In spite of many cups claiming to be recyclable, a lot of them don't end up in the recycling bins. Additionally, some are coated with plastic laminate on the inside to preserve the integrity of the shell. Is there a better way to dispose of coffee cups? After realizing how much waste is created in his hometown by bars and restaurants, Bulgaria-based entrepreneur, Miroslav Zaprianov, thought of replacing the classic single-use coffee cups with edible biodegradable cups. Since the 2014 launch of his company, Cupfee, Many environmentally conscious customers worldwide have supported the green innovation. Zaprianov said that the idea of having edible coffee cups came to him in his early school years. I was inspired by the fact that a green solution was urgently needed to combat the billions of plastic cups generated daily around the world. The cup fee company was quickly recognized as a pioneer by other like-minded people and companies who helped us with our rapid growth and expansion said Miroslav Zaprianov, CEO, Kupfi. It took Kupfi a few years to adjust the ingredients, modify the mix, the proportions, and also the temperature. The results are the 110ml and 220ml cups, which remain crunchy for up to 40 minutes, are made from natural oat bran and wheat flour, uncoated with chocolate or sugar, are just 56 or 105 kilocalories respectively, and have a neutral taste. It was extremely important to us that the cup did not leak for hours, as well as stay crunchy for at least 40 minutes. Another essential factor that we considered when creating Cupfee Cups was the neutrality of their taste that should not alter the taste of the beverage inside, said Zaprianov. However, like many startups, Cupfee is also challenged to meet a rapidly growing demand. To produce more edible coffee cups, the company partnered with Switzerland based equipment manufacturer. Bula Technologies. The Bula team in Sofia already contacted Zaprianov in 2016 to let him know about specially modified molded cones and cups solution that would enable Cupfee to produce on an industrial scale to meet its growing customer demand. Since then, Cupfee has been using Bula's oven, Franz Haas MTAV, for dough, and the production line for edible cups. Cupfee currently produces 3 million cups per month. With Bula's help, this number could double or triple in the next few years. Kupfi also plans to establish its own production line in Zaprianov's hometown, Plovdiv. Along with Bula, Kupfi has a network of influential partners, such as Levadza, which offers its espresso in cookie cups, at certain events like Wimbledon. On Earth Day, Etihad Airways displayed its dedication to sustainability by serving coffee in Kupfi on board. Lidl, a German retail giant, 
is likewise working on cutting back on plastic waste. Instant coffee boom is a big opportunity for Brazil. As coffee prices skyrocket due to unpredictable weather conditions, shipping bottlenecks and also the war in Ukraine, some consumers have turned to Robusta coffee as a cheaper substitute. This presents a great opportunity for Brazil, as much of its land can be used to grow Robusta. Vietnam has traditionally been the number one supplier of Robusta, but unlike Brazilian farmers, Vietnamese farmers are running out of suitable land, so they can no longer adequately supply the market with this variety, which is now in high demand. Brazil, otherwise the second-largest Robusta producer, could fill this gap. While Vietnam's production is at a plateau, Brazil's output is expected to reach an all-time high this year, with the U.S. Department of Agriculture forecasting its Robusta production will climb 5% this year, as Vietnam inches lower. Historically, Robusta was used for instant coffee such as Nescafe, or as a base for espresso blends, giving it the status of a lower-quality coffee than the preferred Arabica. In recent years, however, Robusta has been making a comeback with the help of technology, and crop treatment farmers have been applying in all production stages, said Salerio Inacio, executive director at Sao Paulo-based industry group, ABIC. Brazilian farmers have planted Robusta trees in low-lying states, such as Rondonia and Mato Grosso. Guilherme Moria, an analyst at Rabobank in Sao Paulo, said that despite the favorable conditions, the growth potential could be affected by competition with grain farmers for land. Larger Robusta production in Brazil could help roasters and consumers, especially in Europe where the natural gas crisis worsened by the war in Ukraine, has compounded soaring energy costs, driving up inflationary pressures. Arabica futures prices in New York doubled in the past two years, while Robusta surged 57% in London. The reason for this price gap could be that the production of mild-tasting Arabica in the two largest producing countries, Colombia and Brazil, has declined sharply due to droughts, frosts, and heavy rainfall. Shipping bottlenecks and rising fertilizer costs have only added salt to the wounds. Currently, consumers are bearing the brunt of the price increase, forcing many to turn to the cheaper Robusta. The instant and soluble coffee markets, where Robusta is the norm, are also on the rise, especially in Asia and Eastern Europe. Robusta is also found in many blends, as Arabica beans are too expensive for many roasters. But thanks to better farming methods, even Robusta is gaining in quality, with some highly rated coffees comprising 100% Robusta or other Canifora varieties. <laughs>